Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hi, everyone, and welcome to My Millennium Money Professional. My name is Dev Raga, and I'm your host. And in this episode, we'll go through the concept of a commodity. What is it? How is it traded? And is it something that individual investors can make some money on? And for those of you that are new to the channel, remember the three main aims, education, empowerment, and entertainment. Let's get started. If you want me to discuss a specific topic, or if you have a specific question, don't hesitate to contact me via Twitter or via Facebook. So what is a commodity? A commodity is a basic good, which is used in commerce, and that good can be interchangeable with other goods of the same type. And important to delineate a commodity from a product. Often commodities are used to make products and help deliver other services. That is, a product is a finished good sold to consumers. The other important distinguishing feature is whether you buy a good from one producer or another producer doesn't really matter because it's uniform. What does matter though is the quality of the goods. If you buy a good from, let's say, producer A, you may get a better quality of the same goods if bought from producer B. However, if a commodity is traded on an exchange, usually they need to meet a minimum quality and standard, and this is called the basis grade. So what's basis grade? This is the minimum accepted standard for a commodity that it must meet in order for it to be able to be traded as a futures contract. Now, every country may have a different terminology or definition, and this may be a US definition, but the same standards apply. I'll discuss futures contracts a bit later, and that's usually how commodities are traded in the financial markets. The other name for basis grade may be par grade or contract grade. Now, if a commodity extends the basis grade or if it exceeds the basis grade, then they can command a higher price. And usually, an official grader certifies the commodity as suitable for trading on the exchange or as a futures contract. Now, back to commodities a little bit. Usually, there's a very little difference in the commodity depending on the producer. For example, a barrel of oil is a barrel of oil, and it doesn't matter who the producer is, provided a basis grade has been agreed upon. The same for a tonne of iron ore or a bushel of wheat or a kilo of coffee beans. Now, in Australia, we use a lot of metric tonnes. Um, in North America, they use this bushel for wheat and certain commodities. So um, I'll get to that a bit later in the episode, but it's interesting that other countries have different metrics when it comes to the actual weight of the commodity. Now, compare this to a product where there is significant quality variables. For example, the quality of car panelling depends on the manufacturing process and doesn't really depend on the quality of the basic raw material, which is iron ore. So what are the various types of commodities? Now, there's agricultural commodities such as coffee, corn, sugar, soybeans, and wheat. There's also energy, 
such as gas and crude oil. There's metals such as gold and silver, nickel and copper. And there's financial markets such as currencies and indices. This is more of a new thing and never used to be called a commodity. And there's technology such as cell phone minutes or internet bandwidth. I didn't realise that they also were considered a commodity. Now, how are commodities traded? There are specialised markets for commodities. There are two main ones, such as spot markets or there's derivatives markets. In the spot markets, you pay the cash and you get the commodity delivered to you quickly. In the derivatives market, you pay the cash for the right to future delivery of the commodity. And this is the most common way financial markets deal with commodities. In this case, you don't necessarily get the commodity. You're just purchasing the right to buy or sell the commodity at a future date. Now, I've done a detailed episode on derivatives in episode 56 if you're interested. Investors often recommend buying and holding commodities because it can act as an inflation hedge in high inflationary times. Now, it's also worthwhile understanding what a commodity price cycle is. Usually during a time of shortage, for example, speculators and commodity traders see this trend and jump on the bandwagon. They tend to push up the commodity prices. Producers then realise this they can now make more money for the same quantity of commodities and they try and increase their capacity. They make hay when the sun shines is often the financial saying when it gets used a lot. There's generally a lag during this period because you need to secure more funding, building the requisite infrastructure and then the production increase occurs, but all of that takes time. And meanwhile, prices keep rising. And over time, supply and demand are met and prices tend to stabilise. Eventually, demand starts to wane, and this is usually due to various economic situations or downturns. But remember, producers have spent a lot of money trying to meet the previous demand, so the supply and production is still relatively high, even though the demand is waning. And this now sets the stage for price reductions. This means significant production just becomes uneconomical, so producers start to scale back their production. And this process takes a bit of time. And of course, as production is scaled back in the future, if there is a supply chain shock or economic shock, the demand pents up again and the cycle starts all over again. That is the commodity price cycle. Now, we can use this principle for pretty much anything in economics, which follows the supply and demand economics. What happened in healthcare in 2022? Well, the closure of borders in 2020 and 2021 has meant healthcare workers were not allowed to migrate from other countries into Australia. Australia don't have enough skilled healthcare workers as it is to meet the demand. Wages rose, locum rates doubled and stayed higher for the entirety of 2022. In 2023, there is some government plans to make it easier for overseas trained healthcare workers to work in Australia. The government is hoping this will reduce the demand and create a relative oversupply, therefore reducing the wages of healthcare workers, particularly for self-employed or locum workers like doctors, agency nurses, locum pharmacists, opticals and other allied health workers. There's also the same story for tradespersons and practically most other professionals. Professional services like cleaners and gardeners, their pay scales and rates and charges had also gone significantly up in 2022 due to the labour market shortage. Now let's take a quick break and when we come back, we'll continue to learn about commodities and commodity prices. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Now, welcome back. In this episode, we're really talking about commodities. So how does the exchange of commodities happen? Now, we discussed briefly about spot markets, which are often smaller and done in geographically isolated areas. But usually commodities are traded in futures markets. There are two types of traders. Number one is the producer of the commodity enters into a futures contract as a form of hedging. Now, I've done an episode on hedging if you're interested. Number two is the commodity speculators. They're not interested in taking delivery of the commodity, rather are only interested in profiteering from the changing prices of commodities. So let's use an example to highlight the first type of trader. For example, a farmer. Now, Amy is a wheat farmer who is currently planting crops for her next bumper season. Currently, the price of wheat per metric tonne in Australia is around $334. US Now, in Australia, we measure wheat by metric tonne. So hence, I'm using that example. In the US, like I said before, they measure it by unit called bushel. One bushel is around 27 kilos. I'm not sure why they do it but that's what they do. It's really confusing. So one metric ton, for example, of wheat is actually 37 bushels. Amy sells a futures contract for wheat. She wants the market price of 334 US dollars per metric ton of wheat. And the expiry on that future contract is four months because it takes about four months for wheat to mature. Rob, on the other hand, he needs wheat, which he wants to buy. And he wants to on-sell to take advantage of market volatility but he also wants the security of buying it at a fixed price. So he decides to buy the futures contract off Amy. Amy is relatively happy because it provides security for her crops, because it doesn't matter if the price of wheat falls. Amy still gets her predetermined price and money. And if the price of wheat falls, however, Rob just bought the wheat at a high price. That's how wheat trading happens. And that's how Amy as a wheat farmer can potentially sell wheat and get a guaranteed income. And Rob can get wheat at a guaranteed price. Now let's use an example, which is another type of example to highlight the second type of trader, the speculator. Amy is a financial trader and is keen to capitalize on the futures contracts and price volatility of wheat futures. 
In December 2022, there is some impending speculation of global recession fears, also coupled with impending war between China and the West. Amy thinks this will make wheat prices skyrocket. This always happens during war times. Amy enters into a futures contract for buying wheat at a price of 334 US dollars per metric tonne. She thinks the price of wheat will go up to $440 US as it did in 2020 during the Ukraine war. The expiration date for her contract is six months. Unfortunately for Amy, there is no war. Now, this is actually good news for humanity, but it's bad news for Amy. Global recession hits, the price of wheat plummets in 2023 to $280 per metric tonne, Naomi has now bought the futures contract at a significant premium and is at a loss if she wants to get rid of it to someone else. So those are the two types of traders in terms of wheat, for example, the speculator and the person that actually wants to buy the wheat. So what determines the commodity prices? Uh, Just like any other product or service, the price of commodities is determined by supply and demand. If the supply outstrips the demand, the price of the commodity will fall. If the demand outstrips the supply, the price of the commodity will rise. So does this mean that commodities are hedges against inflation? And if so, why? Now, they are considered a hedge against inflation. The reason being, suppose you have cash. As inflation goes higher, the purchasing power of the cash becomes lower and lower. And I've done a detailed episode on inflation if you're interested. But if inflation rises, you may notice some prices of commodities go higher and higher. This is why commodities are often seen as an inflation hedge. In fact, the RBA has published commodities indices and how prices have risen in 2022. Overall, the price of commodities in the index had risen 30% in 2022. Now, that's at the time of recording this episode, which is December 2022. I had a look at the commodity prices for December 2022, and even under the coffee and tea, there are so many types. There's cocoa. There's Arabica beans, there's Robusta beans, there's Average tea, there's Kolkata tea, there's Colombo tea, there's Mombasa tea. Under grains, we have barley, mace, Thailand rice, Thailand A1 grade rice, and US wheat. Under food, we have bananas, European, bananas, US and North America, beef, chicken, lamb, shrimp, sugar, European, Sugar, North American, sugar, rest of the world, and under metals we have iron ore, aluminium, copper, lead, nickel, remember prices skyrocketed during the Ukraine war for nickel, tin, zinc. It's actually quite amazing how commodities is such a widespread market and likely trades much more every day than any ETF or share in the stock market. But we hardly talk about it. Now finally, is healthcare a commodity or a human right? It gets really tricky. In Australia, we have a public health system which provides healthcare at no cost at the point of healthcare. But there is only for the hospital system, which is usually state-funded. In the community medicine aspect, healthcare is not free at the point of service. It costs money to see your GP. And even sometimes to see a pharmacist or a non-GP specialist. When they choose to bulk bill, for example, they're accepting the Medicare rebate as a price for their service. But this is not mandatory, nor is it sustainable in the long term. So the patient, you or I, have to pay for the healthcare we receive in the community. So in Australia, parts of healthcare are a commodity. We have a thriving private healthcare system where the free market governs costs. 
but you also have a human right element in the public healthcare system, particularly in the hospital system. Depending on your viewpoints of healthcare, I think in Australia, it's a rapidly becoming a commodity. And this is a concern for me and also a lot of healthcare workers. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this one. So contact me via Twitter or Facebook and let's continue the conversation. And that's about it for this episode about commodities. Remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you may be using. Or leave a five-star review on all of the platforms. That's even better. And please leave a positive review. And on that note, I have a review from Cruel Summer Crusader via Apple Podcasts who says, a guiding light for all health professionals. I've been listening to Dev Raga ever since I was an intern to improve my financial literacy as I've never thought about planning my financial future until it felt too late at the start of my career. His podcast empowered me to do more thorough research to sort out my finances as I progress throughout my medical career. He keeps things simple and it's got me hooked as a lifelong listener. Thank you very much, Cruel Summer Crusader. I think you follow me on Twitter. So thanks very much for that. And please share this wisdom with as many people as possible. The more ratings and reviews you leave, the more people get access to this podcast. And I try and make it as interesting and try and plan for it. And there's a lot of thought and effort that goes through these episodes. So please keep the ratings and reviews coming. My name's Dev Raga from My Millennium Money Professional. And until next time, please make sure you stay safe. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.